point in my early 20s where I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm. And it got that bad in my mind because it all starts in the mind. It's, yeah, it's our greatest asset, like any entrepreneurs are mine. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the E-Formula Podcast. I have an incredible, incredible guest in the house today. I have Tanya Oliver. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> we do hugs. You. We do hugs, we're huggers. Amazing. I, I was blessed to watch you speak on stage and within the short period of time that you had on stage, you was able to really share some amazing light to me personally, like at that event. You know, one of the things that I took away was like time optimization. And I took a tip that I was able to use up until today. So I'm excited to have you on. This podcast is for people that want to become entrepreneurs or some entrepreneurs that are just looking for an extra edge, either an opportunity or something that can really give them the opportunity to like go to the next level within the business that they have. And Tanya is a business coach, performance coach, and she coach high-performing athletes, business people, and entrepreneurs. And we are blessed today to have her. Tanya, before we get into everything, I know you have an incredible, incredible story. I saw a short, short video about your story. Before all of this, before Tanya Oliver became Tanya Oliver, can you give us a little bit of insight of how everything got started and what you know, led you to this journey of personal growth, personal improvement. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me on and thank you all for tuning in today. Hopefully you're gaining a lot of value or something that you'll be able to take away with you to enhance your life. What got me into this line of work, I think, believe that's what you're asking me, right? Yeah. Uh, was my own desire to free myself Wow. because I was imprisoned with toxic thoughts, toxic mm. addictions. And on the outside, I was a trained optimist wow. and I was an athlete, you know, all these titles and labels that we give ourselves, but I was, I was imprisoned and, um, we grew up, we grew up well off. So it's not like I have a sappy story of, you know, I grew up like poor, like we actually grew up wealthy. Mm. My dad had built a very successful construction business and I grew up from an entrepreneur lineage, but with the entrepreneurial lineage and the amount of responsibilities and pressures, a lot of, and of course, different time errors that happened. Um, a lot of the men, because it wasn't mm. more women, it was a lot of the men would end up getting into substance abuse, like alcoholism or drugs. And wow. my dad had built this business and he had really hurt himself and had to get spine surgery. And, mm. you know, as any entrepreneur, you were like, when I, once I make X amount of money or once I get here, then I'll take care of myself or I'll take my health serious. And when I have blank, then I'll do blank. And that blank never really happens. And and the neglect that a lot of entrepreneurs do with their self end up just escalating into a point where I call it red lighting, where wow. you either have to get surgery or you're already hooked on drugs or you're, you're so disconnected from yourself. So then we lost everything. So all of the wealth, wow. the family, everything was gone. I got into my own addictions 
And there was just so much ups and downs in life. And I was like, okay, well, there was a point in my early 20s where I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm. And it got that bad in my mind because it all starts in the mind. It's, yeah, it's our greatest asset, like any entrepreneurs are mine. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. And then something inside of me is I just, I just surrendered. And I wasn't very religious at the time, wasn't very spiritual, but something inside of me was like, pray. Wow. And I started praying and I just asked for like help. And I was like, do my, am I leaving here? Do I stay? Like, what do I do? I need a sign. Clarity. Yeah. And a voice came through. It's like, like you're going to get out of this and you're going to serve others to do the same. And so the journey began of really figuring out how to free myself and how to find liberation, freedom in my mind and my body and my heart. And then, wow. and that turned into, I mean, it wasn't like that. <laughs> I've been doing this for 18 years, but a business to then help others also uh, scale in wow. all areas of their life. That's really powerful. You know, in a lot of entrepreneurial stories, you feel like you hear about it, my back was against the wall and I decided to, to leave. And your, in your case specifically was completely different. And I believe that this is going to give people a different perspective. So I'm excited. What was the kind of the first steps that led to this? Did you, you know, I, like in a lot of people, like me, myself personally, I know I wanted to do something, but I don't know where to start. From somebody, like from, from, how old was you back then when you decided to? Yeah, I was 22 and I actually have a tattoo on my finger here. Wow. So you guys can't see, but it's like a little, oh, yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's the Jesus fish and I surrendered to that time to my addictions. And uh, I grew up an athlete too though. So I believe mm, like the, skating, the skills, right? the ice hockey. Ice, ice hockey. Yeah, the skill sets and the mindset and the resiliency of taking losses. And and I believe that had built some form of mm. character because that was nine years of my foundation as well. So it was, um, you know, the, the one thing was just the calling of like, also when you're in a really dark space or you're in a space of like deep depression or like the best thing you can do is you can pour into somebody else because that mm. takes that whole self-loathing off of you. And for the moment gives you a sense of fulfillment and purpose of, I just help somebody. And when wow. they're actually grateful for it, I mean, don't be helping people that aren't appreciating <laughs> your help. That's a whole another story. But like, when you really support somebody and you give them that gift of your energy mm. or your time or your help and they say thank you and wow. you feel that that brings you fulfillment and 100%. so day by day how can i feel good how can i feel good how can i feel a little bit better how can i feel a little bit better and how can i help somebody else and that just kind of you know builds up I like a workout it. yeah mm. Interesting. Considering like all the women's today, right? Mm -hmm. If a woman is like, if a girl is like 22, a lot of time they have their minds on many other things. And you know, you not like, it's just fascinating and really interesting. The fact that you just decided to like, okay, I need to commit to something else because the situation that I'm in right now is not something that I want to see tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And like that's why sports is also important right mm -hmm. because i believe that that kind of contributed in some way like you said your nine years of yeah. you know support like training sessions that allow you to have some type of character to push through so you committed yourself to a journey of like okay 
it's not about me. Let me see how I can help other people to get some type of purpose, inspired purpose that can lead me to the next thing. Yeah. So that's how the old coaching. Well, that's how, yeah. Well, I've always known that I had a teacher inside of me. I've always mm. known that I do believe, like even Tony Robbins says, like, um, and, he, and in, even in scripture, they say, you know, find mentors and masterminds and, and even thinking grow rich, like all these books, Napoleon Hill, all of them, it doesn't even just have to be scripture, but you'll see success, like, like droplets of diamonds in different segments all over, but they say like find masterminds or mentors and in yoga, they say find gurus, but you find them until you trust the guru within yourself. And if you call that God, if you call that universe, if you call that spirit, if you call it whatever you call it, there's something inside of all of us and that resides in our heart. And there's a science of heart math where even if somebody has like a heart transplant, you then start to like have their cravings or their desires for adventure mm -hmm. or I mean like different you change because you've taken on somebody else's soul. Because wow. the heart is really where those dreams and those teachings belong. And so when we're born, we have those specific gifts inside of us. So I always believe like their teaching has always been something inside of me. Coaching, teaching, things that come more natural to some people. And it just, it allowed me to um, build upon it. Interesting. You know, like, it's kind of like just watching you talk and watching you engage in different, like in your calls and, mm -hmm. and on Instagram, I see there's a lot of passion into it, right? And that obviously started from when you started helping many people around that time. Mm -hmm. right? Like right now it's a business, a really successful business and you work with high level athletes, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. across the, like the world, not only in America, right? Mm -hmm. How did you go through that transition? You know, a lot of people, have a passion and turning into something mm -hmm. that is profitable, that makes money, is completely different. Yes. What are the skills that you feel like you had to acquire to make this passion of yours a business? I mean, a lot of skills. Just because something becomes natural doesn't mean the skill doesn't mean doesn't need to be sharpened and mastered. Mm. We have gifts, but then it's our responsibility to master and sharpen those gifts. So I had mentors, I had coaches, I invested you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in sharpening my skills, communication, uh, speaking classes, Toastmasters, mm. books, one-on-ones, uh, like a lot of stuff. And even, um, dip, but I had to like pick it from different people, places and things. And I, I believe that if you treat people like equally the same, sometimes you meet that one person and you don't know who they are, who they are or who they know. And because you left them feeling invincible or like the possibility of stepping into higher levels of consciousness and business and relationships within themselves, like what is my, who am I operating at my full potential as my most elite self? Who are you operating in your full potential as your most elite self in this season of your life? Wow. Because you might have gone through a season of something traumatic. Right. And so your best self is just getting up every single day, mm. you know, and, and having grace and compassion. But the whole book theme that I'm writing is about building the new. And every, every single year in our life, it's kind of like grade school. We're not trying to take, and some of you guys do, so time to level up if you do this, <laughs> <laughs> is you're trying to tell the story of who you were in high school, and that was 10 years ago. That's long gone. 
You're a completely different person. So you're like more in love with high school than you are with your current life now. Wow. You know, and so you keep telling that story. You keep bringing your past and your present future reality and you have to, you know, build the new. Who am I creating in this new season of my life? You know, if, if my past didn't exist and I can really like, who am I as a highest expression of myself? How do I speak? How do I dress? How do I carry myself? Mm, that's really interesting. And that's a nice segue to talk about identity, right? A lot of people have identity that doesn't align with the type of people mm -hmm. or the goals that they want to achieve in life. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine somebody watching this and they're like being working on a job and they know they're not built for, they don't like it mm -hmm. and they want to make a change, but they just not confident about who they are. Yeah. Right. Or what they can do. Mm -hmm. To be able to walk away from that steady weekly check even though it's not much yeah what would you say is the right way to go by like somebody feeling like okay they're not confident lack yeah. of self-confidence and self-esteem based on limiting beliefs because mm -hmm. you know if that's this if you don't believe in yourself it's going to be hard for you to make a decision absolutely you know and as a high performance coach i know you have to like break these type of patterns a yeah. lot so what would be the nice, like, uh, sh sh like short tips for somebody to be able to like, okay, this is how you start breaking the yeah. limiting beliefs to live your full potential. The first step is clarity. Confidence is a byproduct of being clear on, mm. on who do I have to become and what do I have to overcome? A lot of people don't think about that. And sometimes your overcoming is your self-doubt. Like I have, who would I be without worry? Wow. Who would I be without self-doubt? Who would I be without anxiety? Probably have a lot more headspace. And so the first step is clarity and creating a new internal GPS. Wow. So that's the first step. It's like that chip inside of your head. Like, okay, if I have like Waze or a Google map and I'm like, I, I don't know where I'm going, it's not gonna take you anywhere. That's how your life is. So 100%. you have to have a clear direction you know, when I came here for this podcast, you gave me the address. I was clear. I'm like, okay, I trust you gave me the right address. <laughs> I put it inside my ways and it, and here I am. And yep. we're able to execute on this. And so it's the same thing as the clarity. And in order to gain clarity, the best thing you guys can do, because I love like workshop style. When I coach, I give you guys things. That's how I might be like, 100%. oh, you like, I love how you gave that like workshop thing to do. But I would say make a T-chart, so on a piece of paper do a T-chart and write everything down of what you don't like and how it makes you feel and what mm. you're experiencing. I literally just taught a goal-setting workshop and I'm actually giving it to your audience for free. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. So you guys can have it for free and you guys have your own special code. So wow, that's epic, guys. It's a Put a lot hour. of thank you in the comments two because hour. this is going to be a life-changing experience. It is life-changing. It's a two-hour workshop that I just ran. Um, a lot of people didn't know about it, so I was like, you know what, this is just going to be something I'm giving away because the world needs more clarity. When you're 100%. clear, you're going to have that internal GPS, and then it's going to eliminate you from drifting in life, from being distracted, and those things pull you away from what you really want and mm. what you want to achieve, and that all brings in a higher level of fulfillment because when we're able to execute on things, that does build up belief, especially if the desire is strong enough, eventually that self-belief, that self-confidence will start pouring in. Mm. But if you don't know where you're going, how can you possibly be confident about anything? Wow. You know, that's, that's, drifting that's or being diverted or, you know, people are diverted and drifting because they just, there's a group and they're confident about what they're doing. And 
doesn't doesn't mean it's in alignment. They're just like, okay, there's leaders over here. And people are either in leadership roles or they're follower roles. It's just one or two one categories. Or two wow. So clarity is the main, main thing. So anybody that is, if you feel lost, the first thing you need is clarity. But in order to gain clarity, it's important to leverage. And I do a lot of corrective work with people. I have people that work with like famous coaches and this mm -hmm. and that. And they're like, you're like this. I'm not saying any names, but they compare me to some really big people. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but I do a lot of corrective work because you have to, you want to befriend the negative. You want to befriend the undesired. Wow. You want to befriend what's not working because it actually gives you clarity. If you know, mm. you, if you know you want, um, for example, if you know, uh, what's a big thing? Um, if you know, if you feel like you're wasting your time, right? You're doing things and you feel like whatever you're doing as an entrepreneur, you're like, I don't believe in this because I feel like I'm wasting my time. It's not bringing me any profit. I'm, you know, Running like I don't around. get what avenue to take to get me to my end target, my end internal GPS. And you would leverage off that, okay, wasting time. So what's the, what's the opposite of wasting time? So we use all these things to leverage the pain, the undesired feelings, mm -hmm. so then you can have clarity on, um, or maybe a procrastination. The opposite would be action. So I want to take action. The moment I'm procrastinating, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to time audit it 15 minutes. Wow. So it's like, it's some sort of luxury to understand what you don't like. Yes. So you can kind of project it. Okay, if I don't like this, you befriend it. You befriend mm. it, and you utilize our ne our triggered emotions, our undesired feelings and behavior. I don't like to say negative or bad because then you're creating like guilt and shame and judgment attached to it, which mm. builds up to self criticism, and those things just get in your way. They block your blessings. So I just like say it's just undesired. I don't want to take this with me anymore. And you would just, we call it shape-shifting. So, for example, you can't unlearn a feeling. You can't unlearn no. an experience. Right, because it's there, you're going to always remember it. It's a, it's a, they're called cellular impressions. So it's an imprint in, mm -hmm. in, already instilled inside of you. It's a memory because our cells hold memory. Water 100%. holds memory. And so if I say, you know what, uh, I don't want you to think of the color red. My mind already went to you red. You went to red, right? You guys <laughs> went to red. But if I say, okay... Uh, red isn't serving you anymore for your next level upgrade and where you're going and you to operate at peak performance and like to get you to the level you want to be. Uh, anytime you see red or you think of red, I want you to then program it to blue. So the moment you see red, just go to blue. Mm. Look for blue, look for blue, red pops up, go back to blue. So I'm giving you a new internal GPS. I'm giving you a new focal point. Wow. That's going to gravitate you on where you're going because you can't be in two places at the same time. Wow. And that becomes, we have physical workouts, we have mental workouts, we have emotional workouts, and we have energy workouts. Mm. And this is literally some straight up emotional workout. You know, think about, uh, like, it just took me to an example, right? When, imagine you had a bad experience with a, a red car. Mm -hmm. And every time you see a red car, that emotion kicks in. Mm -hmm. And now you like, every time you see a, a red car, impression. every time you see a red car, think about this blue car that give you the amazing experience that is completely opposite from the red car. So now it's hard for me not to think about a blue car when I see a red car, because that's like the new memory a, a transplant that you just had added. Well, if you're talking about like a traumatic experience, like mm -hmm. 
and it triggers you, then you have to do something called cellular memory releasing. So it's not cellular always simple. So the road, it's like, it's like driving in Miami, mm -hmm. okay? We're driving in Miami and some days we get to where we want to be on time and sometimes it takes three hours to get to the same place that took 15 minutes, okay? Yeah, if you're in Miami, you know. <laughs> yeah, so the point is we have goals and then mm. the key is there's gonna be roadblocks, there's gonna be car crashes, there's gonna be obstacles, there's gonna have to be detours. detours. Every season, every year, every month is a different experience and it's having tools mm. that you're equipped for to pull, to know which tool you're pulling for, for um, in that different situation. So at, when you just said, for example, I had a bad experience, you said something like that, right? You had yeah. a bad experience with the red car. And I said, okay, well then you'd have to pull a tool called something like I like to use with my clients is EFT. EFT. Which is emotional freedom technique. And it's mm. calming the amygdala, which is like a little almond in the brain that carries negative experiences. Wow. And we tap on the meridians to regulate and calm the nervous system as you help have a self dialogue to do something called cellular memory releasing. Mm. So we don't have that trigger of when you see that it spikes adrenal glands, it spikes cortisol, even though it didn't happen, the body goes into fight or flight. So there's different tools based on different experiences of what's going on. And we, we, you have to remove all these different things mm. and it's just having the right toolbox. So you can, reverse engineer, you can, um, you have cellular memory and then you have cellular memory releasing. And those are impressions that we put through, you know, experiences. We create an impression. They could be desired and undesired mm. and we can find the messages in the mess, but we can also clean house with the mess through different techniques of cellular memory releasing. And there's different forms of it, different type of therapeutic forms where you are, um, whatever resonates with the person mm, like so there is like different like for instance est does it have to do with affirmations or is it like something um just it's on a thinking basis i mean affirmations are just statements repeated over and over and over again so i think people don't understand really what an affirmation is i'm very big on looking up words and understanding the meaning so if you're constantly saying something then it would almost be like the red and the blue example like okay this is a statement that you're stating now we're going to shape shift it and create a new statement, but one that has less resistance. Mm. So for example, if you're saying, um, you were talking about earlier about reprogramming beliefs, right? So if you have, um, there's something that I, I take my clients through and I teach in my academy, but it's a, like a life wheel workshop, a life wheel workshop. life wheel workshop. And you guys can like Google it online and it'll tell you like this diagram of like the life wheel. But what they don't talk about is when you're saying, okay, say, for example, my category is like fun, right? Mm. Entrepreneur, I say this because entrepreneurs are like, I can't have fun until like, I can't blank until I blank, right? Yep. That quote. Yeah. Like I can't have familiar. fun <laughs> until I make a hundred thousand dollars. I can't yep. have fun until I launch the company. <laughs> yeah. And, but when you realize you then, by the time you know it, you started to create resentment towards the company. Wow. And then you start to create negative feelings and a negative relationship around it. And then you put your health on the back burner and you're dragging your feet in life. And then you have to get on medication. And it's like, 
you have, you know, like there's certain things that it's kind of like a slingshot where self-care is like pulling back to scale forward. So every day you have to pull back, you know, cause you're into self-care. We're just talking 100%. about meditations on the beach and exercising and, but it's like a pull back to, and that's where the energy workouts come into place where you're able to then scale and get quality work because our greatest asset as an entrepreneur is our mind. A hundred percent. We want a sharp mind. And the whole thing with fun is fun is one of those things. We're talking about healthy stimulation. Healthy stimulation, yeah. We're talking about, we'll easily transition that, but healthy stimulation for me is salsa dancing. So salsa my dancing. fun to balance, because I don't take any days off right now. I have a very big vision and, and I love what I do, but I can easily overdo it overdo it easily easily i can yeah. relate to that too yeah so the fun comes in place so um i had a, a coaching call with one of my clients and they're very successful entrepreneurs him and his wife and they're like okay well i can't have fun until i do xyz and it's like well how can you bring fun into what you're doing Mm, bring the fun inside. Bring, how can I have fun writing this? Like when I'm going through paperwork, I'll put on fun music, I'll light a candle, like I'll create an experience. So how can I have fun while doing this? So it's understanding what is my belief around fun? Where did it come from? And then how can I create something that I believe? But if you don't believe it, when you're creating new incantations or affirmations, I call them power statements. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you would then say like, I'm in the process of learning how to have fun. Mm. I'm in the process of learning how to integrate fun into writing these emails wow. <laughs> or doing these cold calls or, you know, like whatever you're doing that you're dreading, but like I'm in, I'm in the process of figuring out how to enjoy taking care of myself. So it seems like there is like, uh, you can get the same stimulation, the same satisfaction from doing an activity that is fun to you, that take less time than another one that would take you like weeks or days, like a vacation, you go for a vacation, you feel good, and by you're gonna lose a couple of days. It seems like what you're teaching your clients is, you know, how you can bring fun and make it short and permanent, permanent in the sense that you can repeat it as much as you want within your space. Yeah, and that's a process of the becoming. Becoming. The becoming is being it now. How can I, if what I truly crave or when I believe I have a nice house or when I believe I am in that relationship or I really believe that when I make X amount of money, then I will feel some type of way about myself a hundred percent if you don't have it but that never happens and what what actually happens is you end up building eventually this beautiful prison for yourself and you're wow. left feeling the same exact way if not worse because of all of this self-neglect and the delayed of like of allowing yourself to feel good about yourself mm, it's like success when i get to be there i'll start being happy you like tending to delay that and you don't have an exact time that you feel like, okay, it's just two, two more days left. It's like an unknown amount of time that will take you to get there. And now throughout this journey, you're going to just keep remembering yourself of the fact that you don't have access to what you feel like is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Wow. I see what you mean by prison now. Yeah. It's really and interesting. Yeah. Or like, how can I operate in a calm state of energy? Like who, that's why I say like, who do I, who do I have to become and what do I have to overcome? So one of my biggest things is when I think of somebody that's wealthy, I think of them just being in this calm frequency. 
this calm, confident frequency. And so I started practicing being in this calm, confident frequency. You know, why do I have to wait to be whatever's interpreted as wealthy to, be to, able to feel that energy when I can tap into that now? And when you realize when you're actually in that alpha frequency, because many people operate from the beta, which is five states of energy fields, which is like stress, you're stressed, you're anxious, you're depressed, you're worried, you're like, you actually, when you're in a negative state of energy, you're powerless. Oh, wow. And when you understand, because then people get addicted, people think addiction just in substances, you can also be addicted to identities that don't serve your, who you really are. Wow. And they block your blessings. Like I'm addicted to being anxious. Who would I be without anxiety? Then I feel lazy. You know, I've done calls with people where we have to break through like these really deep subconscious rooted things. And then it stems from like childhood. Like the moment you relax, you're lazy. And that was imposed on from programming. You wow. know, everything comes from somewhere. A hundred percent. And it's always our foundation. Oof. So we have to build a new foundation. Wow. That is epic. You know, as you're talking, <laughs> as you're talking, <laughs> talking about it, I'm like, wow! It just yeah. like keep opening new doors in yeah. my head. I'm like, and I want to say too, because I we did talk about this when I when we first met, um, when I spoke on stage. But you're a human being before you're an entrepreneur. You're a human before you're a business owner. And so, how do you get that version of you solid? Because the business, the family, the money is all an extension of you. And unless that is solid to the core from the inside out, like every, because when we, when you mentioned success, what does success mean? You know, you define success. 100%. I define success. Success is just having an outcome. But if somebody, I had a talk with somebody because everybody's setting these New Year's resolutions. Wow. And they're like, yeah, I was so successful with my body. And I'm like, she did not look healthy at all. I was like, really? <laughs> um, and like, did you, did you sustain it? No. So let me just like, all due respect, you're not, you were not successful with your body. Wow. You're, you have to sustain that. Sustainability is really what success is. It's getting what you want and keeping it. Because the rest of it, especially with entrepreneurs, have a very extremist personality. They're overachievers, but they also have a very rebellious side, which is can be an asset, but it can also be a liability. Mm. And you can go all in, but wow. then when you're all in, then you're not in at all. So you have to learn to even master those personality traits that can be your greatest asset, but they can also be your greatest liability. And that's a whole segment of self-mastery. Wow. I think this is very interesting from that last example that you have given. Working with high performers, people that feel like, okay, I'm, I made things happen and I'm, I keep making things happen. And they was humble enough to get a coach, right? And you are the coach. Now it's like a big challenge. Like, I feel like there's a big challenge that rises up with like, okay, you committing to like, tell them what they should do and what they should not do and how they should see things mm -hmm. from somebody that is like i'm the ceo i make the decision nobody impose anything to me from a coaching perspective do you often see a challenge having to get these people to come to a term with certain things that you want them to do um i look for two things when it comes to coaching somebody mm -hmm. um and even for you like if you're looking for a coach 
is number one, you have to, for you to have like long-term success, not short-term, we play, like my people play for the long game, not the short game. This isn't about short game stuff. I don't work with people for the short game. There's a difference between instant gratification and long-term long satisfaction. Long-term satisfaction. You know, instant gratification is like, I want it now, I want it now, but the faster you get it, the faster you're gonna lose it. 100%. It's like that, it becomes like an addiction game. Um, an addiction just means an attachment. I'm attached to this because it brings me this, wow. you know, Simple and so definition. Exactly. And as you're talking about, so I look for two things. One of them is you have to take personal responsibility, personal responsibility. You have to take personal responsibility. So your success is on you and your failure is on you. Mm. I'm a guide. I'm a resource. You know, I'm the 1%, you're the 99%. It's 1% content, 99% integration and implementation. Wow. It's like a workout. Here's your program design. You have a trainer. All right, you're going to go to the gym. You're going to train five times a day. You have the whole other day where you're messing up your nutrition and you're not sleeping and you're drinking alcohol and who knows what else you're doing. And you have like a toxic mind because all that stuff numbs and dulls your mind. Um, and you start drifting and, and then you're like, I'm not getting results. It's on you. Like, no, that's on you. That workout was such a small percentage of your transformation. Mm. And so you have to be able to take personal responsibility because then you then have the second, which is being open-minded. Being open-minded. You have to be open-minded and you have to be, cause a lot of how I teach is very unconventional and we reverse engineer a lot of stuff. And if you're not willing to own up to things or see things like, wait a second, she pointed out a blinder, let me process this. I'm gonna teach you how to process, I'm gonna teach you. So I'm not telling people what to do and I, I know, I don't think I know, that's why my success is very high with my clients and they never go backwards. You're gonna guarantee and I'll tell people, you're gonna have habit relapses because that's like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of programming. Mm. You yep. know, so you're going to have habit relapses because you're going to have a duality of the mind where you're, it's going to be a battle between your past and your future and your future isn't strong enough yet. Wow. So the past is going to always outweigh it until it doesn't, until it will it doesn't. until it doesn't. It's like you're weak until you're strong. You're ignorant until you're knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. It's not forever. It's seasonal. It's temporary. And the only thing permanent is change. So we have to embrace the change, but, and, it, and also understanding the process. And that's where a lot of my people, they get back up because I explain the process, I explain the journey. And when they go down, they have the support and the accountability. It's nothing like having somebody believing in you until you believe in yourself and be like, okay, you got down, like, let's assess this. So next time you don't face plant, you might fall. <laughs> but you didn't face plant. So yes, we made progress. <laughs> we made progress. Okay. Wow. But the next time you don't fall, you trip. You and trip. next time you see that in front of you and then like, in the yoga sutras, they say anticipate suffering and don't go there, mm. which has a lot to do with knowing yourself. If you know you're not strong enough and you're correcting your habits and there's a party and they're doing things that you know, you're not strong enough to say no to. And you don't, you know, you have no business being there. You just don't go back up. You anticipate suffering and don't go there. Wow. Yeah. So that's where it's just, it becomes its own workout and then it becomes its own muscle and through repetition, it's weak until it's strong. You're weak until you're strong, you know, and that's it's it. practice. Everything's practice. Wow. 
you know, for like somebody watching right now, it's like, okay, now I know the importance of clarity. I have clarity about, you know, this, like, I want, I want to change and I have clarity. This is where I want to be. I know my destination. I, like, how do I care in the address now? Because, like, how do I care in the GPS? Mm -hmm. Because the GPS, like, in a metaphor of them themselves, they have habits that is not serving them much that have been built for a very mm -hmm. long period of time. How do one go from, go from you know, having these habits that is self-limiting to creating a life of, like, okay, conviction and a life of confidence? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, you're going to have to hire a mentor, hire a coach to give you the steps. And this is where at least you know that you don't trust yourself enough to have the blueprint or the formula. Because um, I just provide a roadmap, I provide a formula, I provide a, a, a plug and play. Plug and play. But I give my clients the, the power of flexibility because another part of entrepreneur personality is boredom yeah. and they need stimulation. Yeah. So you need to have options. Options will prevent the boredom and the lack of then doing something self-sabotaging because you needed stimulation. A lot of people sabotage because there's no stimulation, but I would say the biggest thing is you have to have structure. Structure, structure is gonna lead to order and no structure is gonna lead to chaos. So there 100%. has to be structure, routine, there has to be um, formula, but there definitely your habits have to be supporting your new internal GPS. That becomes the bridge. So you have to have a solid bridge, a solid stable bridge that's going to get you to where you want to be and you understand the obstacles. So why do most people have a lot of problem breaking habits? You know, habits become tricky and a lot of people don't understand that in order to really transition our habits, we have to understand our relationship and the behavior around the habit. And that's why a lot of people mm. fail. I actually pulled up statistics um, with that goal setting workshop and they were saying, so if we have, I think it's like the number right now is like 7.8 billion people. 7.8 billion people. Right? right. That's what I pulled up like a few weeks ago. And... 80% of people don't even set goals. So imagine that if we talk wow, about goals 80. are, yeah, 80. So that's, let's say, let's round it off to 8 billion, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's 6, six, billion, six people billion people have no idea what they want in life. Because the goal is just, what do I want? And then our habits are what support our wants and where we're going and what we want to achieve and accomplish. But a lot of time we have toxic relationships because of past experiences or disappointments or failure failures and we don't know how to get back up mm. you know or we have a, a a negative belief or an undesired belief around a habit and then out of that the so out of the 20 percent so out of the the six the 80 percent don't set goals 16 percent sorry 14 percent set goals but they never achieve them so they're like, they're startups. They're startups. And there's no follow through. And then only 6% are actually achievers. Wow. So yeah. less than like millions, in the millions, not even close um, to So we're saying like four, yeah, I mean, I guess so. That's 80%, 14%, I don't know, I don't know the calculator. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. heavy You guys, what's the number? <laughs> Get a calculator. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like, you know, setting goals is something that is like, being induced to people as a primary a primary skill that they need to have because if you think about the school system the teacher is the one who set the goal for you 
Mm -hmm. The system is what sets a goal for you. So if you're no longer part of a system, you don't have any self-stardom that's going to allow you to like, okay, what do I want to do yeah. next? And that actually comes back to one of the biggest core things that I realized and I, something I had to work on personally for myself for a long time is self-trust. Self-trust and self Because you're right, from a very young age, um, we our first sign of leadership is our parents. But if you don't have strong leadership with your parents coming from domestic violence or coming from um, adult children or mm. coming from, you know, there's not a strong leadership in the home or they don't teach you to think for yourself. Because the greatest asset you can ever have is learning how to think for yourself and learning 100%. how to connect to the highest expression of yourself, which is your super conscious. So we have our super conscious, our conscious, we're here consciously in the present moment and our subconscious, which is a lot of our programming and our habits are as what habit is just effort on autopilot, like brushing your teeth, like the mental energy and effort mm -hmm. doesn't, isn't there anymore. Right, just, right. you're just going through the motion. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's just fascinating human behavior. Interesting. You know, uh, yesterday I had somebody was driving my car and they asked me, where's the light? And I was literally sitting there not knowing where's the light <laughs> because I've never sat in the passenger seat of my, of my, in my yeah. car. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, I don't know what that means, but I think it was, <laughs> it was something crazy that I have experienced for myself. You're you like, uh, just do that little thing <laughs> like that, like that. Right. Another thing is that, you know, I know you work with a lot of high achievers. So mm -hmm. a lot of time in the business, they have, you know, have achieved certain type of success and they feel like the personal life is going down the drain mm. and they need some help with that. How, like, how do you, because a lot of time entrepreneurs, most, most often, myself included, we define ourselves, our identity with the things that we have achieved. Mm -hmm. And if that is in question, our old identity is in question. And I've recently realized that your identity is not what you have, it's not what you do, your identity is who you are and your character and what you make yeah. people feel when they're around and you. And who am I with all, without all of this? If this was all taken away from you tomorrow, and that's why a lot of people end up, and I don't wanna bring this into a curveball, but a lot of people end up committing suicide. Yeah. Or they end up doing, you know, just, horrible things and it's because they never that's why I said like you have to remember you're a human being and you have to get that part of you solid you have to learn to keep your heart open because that's where life force is 100% so and I mean even in science they call it heart math like the heart math, heart math epigenetics like all these things are science-based it's not like fluffy stuff it's not metaphysical fluffy stuff like this is science backs it up but they're like the power of our heart is what radiates life force and frequency. So you feel people before they even speak. You already can feel, even if the brain, because this is programming, goes against what you feel, that's the power of free will. Mm. So we have to learn to train our mind to become obedient to our heart always because the heart, of course, in miracle states, the heart recognizes truth. So truth can only be recognized, it can never be learned. But what's learned in programming is the mind. And in yoga, they teach you to train your mind to become obedient to your heart. Wow. Because the heart is where truth resides and it's where truth is recognized. Wow. The question is like, 
for high achiever that have you know so much conviction into the business mm -hmm. and they have let the personal relationship went down the drain how do you go by like dealing with somebody in this type of situation to make them understand that we're not telling you to step away from your business we're not telling you to yeah. walk away from that but you need to devote some time into this yeah. because if there is no like i know we spoke a little bit about it before we started recording about the idea of balancing and finding some time for yourself yeah and personal relationship kind of falls down into that category yeah. uh, uh, like that category Mm -hmm. and uh, you know opposite to the business that, side that actually comes down to a belief system of self-importance self and it's not about balance i don't believe in balance i believe in priorities priorities and when you unfortunately sometimes people have to get to a very low point to then be open-minded remember personal responsibility and open-minded but also one of the like mm -hmm. affirmations that i even tell myself is why wait for something bad to happen to you in order for you to do something good for yourself? Mm. Like why wait for something bad to happen to you in order to do something good for yourself? And so that comes down where you're time auditing, you're setting time boundaries, you're learning to um, give yourself an experience because in order to shape shift a belief is giving yourself permission to have new experiences, mm. to create new beliefs because beliefs can only be uh, experience and knowledge is only stemmed through an experience. You're only going to know unless you've had an experience. You'll never know if you don't have the experience. A hundred percent. And a lot of time we feel like we know, th know things <laughs> until we try it and we're like, whoa, this is different than what I thought it was. So mm -hmm. your main thing is like, you know, you need to understand that and understand and prioritize, prioritize your life in a way that you take care of your business, but also consider your relationship as well, because it's going to play a big role in your achievement. So I, I think you use a great example. And this kind of uh, flows into everything from the beginning of our conversation of the red and blue, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the example red and blue, but let's be specific. So the current belief system is I can't take care of myself right now because I have to give everything to my business. All right. Be, right. Or if I do, then my business is going to go backwards or my business. I don't know. What's what is it? That is the belief system. The belief system is that if you don't show up for the business, nobody else will. And if the business goes to shit, my old belief, my old identity will go to shit because my business is my identity. And I don't identify myself in any other form in any other ways than my business so i don't know who i'd be without my business exactly and so that fear gets brought up right so yeah. like fear and um any other emotion any other emotion the emotion is like the feeling of like this is like a, <laughs> this is like a therapy session you know i know i'm like this is something that that a yeah, personal deal real. with it's a real lot of stuff. time i went through it too and many of my 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 like i see most of my friends going through the same thing mm -hmm. as well because like an identity oh, crisis no I, I have i have one client same thing he could never workaholic and he's like um trans it's called process addiction process addiction so you're can take one yeah it's like when who would i be without this or i need this in order to feel fulfillment i need this to feel like i'm somebody or i need this to feel important so when you get clear on like okay well let's leverage off of the belief a lot of times people shy away from how they're feeling because it's painful and unless we spend time with that pain and use it as information mm. 
we can never like just like a business how can you put a fire out if you don't know what the what the problem is 100%. and i don't even like to use the word problem I use to like challenge or obstacle or you know transition our obstacles into opportunities and our pain into power but you can't transition anything if you're not clear on what it is. Remember that clarity. 100%. So let me befriend this. Let me put it on like a backpack and let me have a conversation with this, this belief system. So let me gain clarity on what this, that's the power of journaling and having conversation is we take subconscious and we bring it into conscious awareness. When it's conscious, when you're consciously aware about something, you can transition it. Mm. you know but because energy cannot be created or destroyed it can be transitioned right it can't be destroyed so right. if i'm like okay well let me befriend this and let me use it as information my belief is i'm not important without like working 24 7. yeah okay well i don't even have to dig up where did it come from i'm just gonna be like okay well how does this make me feel okay this is undesired what can i transition as the opposite let me give myself a new experience and then allow yourself like if I take care of myself, will all my work get done? Yeah. It actually got done a lot faster because you are sharper and you're in a better mood. Wow. And so I think the biggest fear too is that things won't get done. Yeah. Things won't get done if, pretty much, yeah. If I take care of myself. But if you're like, okay, I'm going to go train. I got all this stuff done. Like I, even me to this day teaching all this stuff, the voices, as I say, the, the dialogue every single day, there's a dialogue. It's a story of two wolves. Have you ever heard that story before? No. Okay, so the story, let's tell the story. <laughs> story time. So story time, you guys. Grab your tea. <laughs> oh, let me grab my tea. This, this <laughs> I think it's is cold now. Amazing, by the way. <laughs> so the story of two wolves, and I'm going to do like the fast track version. You can Google it, but it was about this um, Indian, Chiriaki Indian, and he was teaching his grandson about this like, massive battle of two wolves and one was evil and jealous and envious and and self-doubt and greed and anger and like all these like undesired emotions and then the other one was like light and peace and joy mm. and appreciation and gratitude and abundance and and they're in this massive battle and they're going at it and they're just going at it. And then he just stops and the little boy's like, hello. I'm sure he didn't do that. He's like, he's like, hey, who won? And he goes, he's like, well, who won the battle? Who won the battle? And he's like, the wolf that you feed. Wow. So every day we have the battle of the present, the duality of the mind, mm. our, our past and our future. And so if we're shape-shifting a belief system, let me try. I love this. Let me try. I can do hard things. Let me get, I give myself permission to have a new experience. Let me prove to myself if this is actually valid. Wow. That's and that's powerful. why there's a power behind finding mentors or finding people that have done it. So what are the excuses that are blocking my blessings? What are the things that are con that I have in my head? I guarantee I can find other people that have 10 times more actual real stuff going on that still made it happen. A hundred percent. That still made it happen. And here I am giving reasoning as to why. And uh, Grant Cardone, I think it was in his 10X book, said excuses are just reasons as to why you like with excuses is a reasoning as to why you're like getting yourself off the hook for doing things that you knew you're supposed to do. It was Ooh, something like that. Like, that sounds good. You know, like giving, um, oh man, 
Yes, exactly. It's like excuse is just a reasoning as to why you're not, why you why you are or why you're not doing something that you really want to do, like, and you're just delaying. You're delaying. You're delaying your dreams, you know. So it's really on you because 100%. you're you're just you're not where you want to be. A hundred percent. You know, one of the things that I tell people is that the asset of not drinking is that you really get to face everything raw. Face everything raw in the sense of like many people when they have a problem, they can just drink it away. Yeah, numbing. Numbing. It's Disconnecting. not going away. You're just delaying it, the feeling and the emotion yeah. that you're going to feel towards it. You have any experience uh, on that that you can yeah, share? Yeah, I mean, it's not even just drinking. Drinking is a tool. So if you think about a toolbox, it's drinking, it's um, social media, it's scrolling, it's watching television, it's um, having toxic relationships. Like going, some people are just going on dates just to. to like go on dates and I, and what I've realized is it comes down to especially with the community of entrepreneurship you're constantly thinking that that's your one time where you can drift yeah that you can like allow your mind to just be free but if the if the tool that you're using is creating a disconnect or it's like not desired for like the long game you know that's the difference between the short game and the long, the long game, game. You can find mindful things that allow your mind to be clear and to recharge you without numbing or disconnecting yourself. And I'll give you an example. Powerful. For me, it's salsa dancing. It's pure, I don't think at all. Wow. I mean, but then I'm a female. I think guys have to like think on what they're doing yeah. or how they're leading. But I mean, finding activities, and I think maybe that's why a lot of um, a lot of people get into golfing because it becomes almost like meditative and a bonding experience, or just finding different things where you can allow your mind to be free. Um, but the greatest asset you can ever have is the power to think for yourself. And um, there's a book called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Mm. And they say like the biggest thing is the devil doesn't want you to think so other people can think for you. Wow, that's powerful. And the way that the devil gets to you is through drinking, through smoking, through sex, through you know, like being promiscuous, through um, just like, go, like stuff like that. Like that's where those little things you don't think is a big deal. It's like socially accepted but you stop thinking for yourself. Wow, that's powerful because I always I always tell, like for people that drink, it's like, oh, drinking is not something, you're 21, you're 100% legal to drink, but me as Muslim, I cannot drink. So when anything, something happens, I'm bound to find different ways to cope with yeah. the difficulties that come with the problem. That's yeah. why I go on long walks, long drive, mm -hmm. beach walk, and all these things. But for, you know, what you just mentioned right now, kind of, you know, put it in the scientific uh, like, you know, aspect, right? You understand that, like the understanding now that I was able to build is like, okay, it's because they want to find a way out of like having to go in it. And not mm -hmm. only, not maybe because they just want to, don't want to face responsibility, but because they want an outlet. An so, outlet or they sometimes, it's too painful to face. So they, they don't feel capable Mm -hmm. They don't feel strong enough of facing the pain because sometimes people have been through some really, really traumatic things that they never face and it's been years of buildup. And that's the thing about cellular impressions is they don't go away. 
Mm. They, they won't go away until you do face them because the only way out is through. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is powerful. Tanya, I think we can go on for forever. <laughs> it's getting deeper well, and deeper. I have a workshop deeper. for your people. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That, you guys are going to really, really enjoy the workshop. And, you know, Tanya, you're, from everything that we, from the last hour or 45 minutes we've been talking, you mentioned like maybe five books. Yes. If I've counted correctly. So, My book next year. Yeah, and Tanya's book is releasing next year. I'm going to make sure you guys have access to it. So it just shows me that you're a big reader. For somebody that is starting up and they want to, you know, change their life and yeah. take responsibility of their own life, think for themselves, what books do you have as a reference that you can say um, could I, serve them a lot? Well, I'm an audiobook listener because mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm very big on um, mul efficiently multitasking. So multitasking, multitasking intentionally. So when I'm training, because the power even of music is, is like affirmations and cantations. So when I'm training, I'll listen to audiobooks while I'm doing uh, activities that I don't have to be critically thinking, like mm -hmm. cleaning up the house or going driving, I'll listen to an audiobook. Um, I don't really read. Hello, and thank you for watching the episode with Tanya Oliver. I know it was a sudden cut, but you know, technology, we run out of storage. But make sure you go follow Tanya Oliver on all social media. You see her handle at the beginning of the video, it's Tanya Oliver on Instagram. Get deep into her stuff. She's really, really epic. And I watch her speak in so many instances. And as you can tell after watching this episode, she can really, really help you elevate your game and maximize your potential. So without further ado, share this video with anybody that you think can benefit from this video as well. Comment, like, and if you have a question, just share it, just type below and Tanya will definitely get you an answer. If you're watching the video format, note that we also have the podcast format. You can listen on the go. And if you're listening to the podcast, note that we have the video format that you can go find on YouTube. Just Google Tanya Oliver and Mohammadi, and you'll see the video of this interview. So thank you for watching and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Take care.